Hello and welcome to the Figcast Extra, I guess. Episode 1. There might not be another one, I guess. There's been bonus episodes in the past. If you noticed there wasn't any uh, cool jingle at the start, that's because this is going to be a rough and ready, you know, heat of the moment. Just got back from work. Want to do some recording episode talking about what's happened today in Football Index World because there is too much that's happened. There is so much that's happened over the past 24 hours and obviously there is going to be an episode on Sunday with uh, FI Matrix who was absolutely fantastic uh, sports trader uh, as, a, as a hobbyist and he's been on FI since November 2017. He had some awesome things to say about Adam Cole's Q&A uh, order books and so on and so forth but today I'm joined by half man half animal uh, Sporting Panda. Alright Fig. How are you doing mate? Uh... Bit pissed off. To be <laughs> I'm usually so. I'm, I'm usually pretty oh. happy, but uh, my yeah, head, my head is, my head man. is honestly spinning. It's been. Oh. A, there's been a lot in the January. Never mind the last oh. 48 hours. I don't know how we've coped. Well, I do not um, know how we've coped. <laughs> yeah, maybe you haven't. You're a bit down about it. So, why don't you, uh, for anyone who's living under a rock, tell us what's happened today? Have you seen this, by the way? Or have you been at work I, under I have, a rock? I've, I've, you reached... I've been under a rock a little bit at work, but I've been I've been trying to catch up yeah. uh, on my commute home and in the last thirty minutes. So, uh, I kind of know the basics, let, but but dumb it down for me. And, let, and, let, and let me for start. Who with else the, is catching? Yeah, up. let me start with this IPO situation, right? So, IPOs are, are a cash cow, right, for football index and. I understand that because, you know, there's a lot of money going into youngsters and ultimately some of them aren't probably going to pay out dividends for a couple of years. So it's good for cash flow for them. It's also good for us as a user because I want to buy players that I've watched and I'm excited about, like Mohamed Hatteran or or Jude Bellingham today. So you, you name it. So it works for both of us. The problem is that it doesn't, the system doesn't work. It can't hold up. So yesterday, as everyone probably knows listening, we had the situation where IPOs were delayed because of uh, tech reasons. And obviously they, they worked on something that they've struggled with for four years. And in three hours, it was fixed. So we arrived today and uh, Jude Bellingham worked, I would say, beautifully. Although I'm not sure, and you probably didn't see this because you're at work, if they slowed down the pricing of it because he didn't shoot as high as... I saw some rumours. When yeah. I saw him settle, I was like... Mm what's happened there yeah i was like i i had very i think we talked i'd very much earmarked him whether or not i was going to try and buy or or flip or hold whatever i very much earmarked him at that that four pound kind of level considering shirky and if you look at you know mason greenwood maybe i don't know that that seemed the consensus didn't it especially with people taking days off work even if some of them were taking the piss on Twitter. I believe that some people cancelled meetings and rearranged things. Um, so with the hype around him and what he's done in the championship this year, playing that level of football at 16, yeah, I expected oh, I don't know, £3.50 or £3.75. Um, £3. So anyway, that, that ran fairly smoothly. And then and the next IPO hit. And um, I even saw, I even saw twi- tweets saying, well done, FI. However, oh, it was pat on the back time. Yeah, yeah, they'd solved a yeah. four-year problem. It, it, it went fine. Um, but then, then the 17-year-old PSG kid hits. And actually, I don't want to have a... I don't want to butcher the name. Um, a deal, uh, it's... Um, oh, man. Yeah, we had someone on the State of Play pod who's... Yeah, go uh, on. A, 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 a sheesh or something like that? Yeah. Oh, 
I saw a rumour, by the way, that he's got a contract that expires at the end of this year, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's 2022, according to um, Transfer Market. I just, for the, for the listeners earlier, I just double-checked that. That was kind of going around. Um, but, yeah, and then he hit, um, and then at £1.43, everything crashed, which we've seen before. We saw it with a 57% increase, um, an overload of the, the servers and the system. Uh, we've seen it with IPOs before, sadly. And what was the guy? Oh, the, the Spurs defender, wasn't it, last couple of weeks ago? Um, and then we've seen it again today. And not only did that happen, the whole market went down for a couple of hours. And like, oh, I just don't understand the rush to force these players out. You know, I, why now? Well, you know, there's a 16 year old kid at Birmingham. Let's just get the tech right. What type of testing have they done? Am I being too cynical here? Am I just being a moany old kid? I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I, I, I think you have every right to be. Because we've got new users, angry. right? We've got. We've got, you know, what, twi- I don't know, 1,000 new users a day. Coming on, my uncle's joint. 50,000, 50,000 in January. There you are, right. My uncle's one of them, Uncle Richard. Hi, if you're listening, right. He's one of them. <laughs> Not putting loads of money, but he saw, what's this RPO about? And he actually had a look at it today. Um, you know, it's not a good look. So I can't understand do, do, the benefit. Do you want me to read? I'm going to read a little conversation right. I had with a, a colleague who sits right next to me. Yeah, who's um who's a, who's a French fella. And he where I he, he basically weirdly about a week ago he said, uh, uh, "Can you can you remind me whenever a deal comes out?" Yeah. And today I WhatsApped him, or the yesterday I WhatsApped him uh, last night. I said a deal's being added uh, tomorrow, and he said yes. Thanks for the heads up. And I said Jude Bellingham tomorrow as well. He said let's chat tomorrow at work about this IPO thing. Mm. Never done it before. And I went, it's a fucking madness. He could join at any point between 10 and 2 p.m. Mm. No idea knowing when. And he went, mm. for fuck's sake. And I said, I-, I might just wait until he settles. I might not get involved. And he said that they just drop them in the mix like that. You just need to be there. Search, search, search. And then he'll be there. And I said, yep, that's just unfortunately how it is. Like, how do you explain it to someone who's new? You can't. And, and I'm coming at this from a perspective that I actually pocket money from it. I sit home all day. I was sitting there. I didn't actually, I couldn't do the first IPO randomly, Jude Bellingham. But in the past, I've been able to do IPOs. So I'm not just saying it through bitterness or salty tears that I can't do IPOs. You know, I can be at home and do them. But it just isn't a good look. And you, I'm trying to rack my brains today for the benefit of pushing Jude Bellingham on us today on the 30th of January versus the, the negative, the con side of it, which is that it just crashes, it doesn't work, and it puts off a thousand new users. You know, what's the... It's that risk-reward ratio that I struggle with. I just don't understand the urgency to get him onto the platform and who is, you know, in quotation marks, generational player. That's where I'm struggling with this all. And while I'm on it with IPOs, responsible gambling, we get the emails through and it's slightly boring this, but we've tried through the night and people were hallucinating after four nights of staying up. You know, we would try these four-hour windows, people taking time off work. It, it, It just doesn't sit right. You know, and I don't. They created brains at FI, so you. I would have liked to have seen some, some new thinking along the way. I mean, I've got an idea. I'm going to run past you if we've got time. Actually, how it could work, but um, well, no. Look, here's here's something I was thinking about today. Why can't we, on a on a Sunday, say these are the five players that can be released this week and give a number of shares that can be so. We're going to uh, release 25,000 shares of uh, Jude Bellingham. You've got a week to put your order and subscription in. So I might say, okay, I want 1,000 shares at £4.50. You might say, I have 5,000 shares at £3.50 and so forth. And ultimately, the 25,000 shares issued 
go to the highest prices that are subscribed. And then he comes on at a blended price. I'm really just sure. thinking out loud here. But okay. we've got a week, haven't we? I had another thing, right? What about if they IPO players at a high, high price? So say if Bellingham came on at five quid today, right? And then he every day or every week went down, say, ten, like a certain amount of pennies um, until until there's that first buy right or, or there's a certain amount of volume like 10 percent of his price is, is bought or something like that yeah I don't, I don't know what it could be but basically essentially me and you have just on the spot come up with two well one shit idea one decent idea <laughs> where um <laughs> where you know they are alternatives and valid ones i literally that. thought like, about this two hours ago and yeah. i just i just want a reward that there's a lot better people out there at identifying youngsters and talent and then you've got guys that are good at um, valuing players and thinking about a career arc. And it's let's reward, let's make, let's incentivize that type of skill where we've got a we've got a week to think about what price would we pay for that footballer, you know? And, it, and then it becomes a game amongst us all. At the moment, it's just fastest finger first. It's just, you know, it's I guess it's good for them because they churn out loads of commission through the you know the people that flip it all. But yeah, but it, what, at what cost? Well, that's it. That's it. And. It took me 10 minutes to think of that. Probably a silly idea. But there is probably some logic there. If you brainstorm in a room with intelligent people, you know, there are ways around this, I'm sure. And if you gave me another week to think about it, I could probably come up with a whole load more. But they're just, yeah, I would like to think, and especially yesterday I tweeted, like, this is broken now. And I saw a few others did as well. So, I, yeah, it was just a poor decision to go back. And again, they've underestimated the users and the traffic, it feels like, and the tech side of things. What, what what was the testing that they did like what what was no, what did they what <laughs> what what did they what did they do yesterday I that mean, made it okay to to ipo players i just i no. can't wrap my head around it really no and uh, yeah no. it's a shame to be negative because look, i want to i want to kind of say this is by far the best gambling platform i think out there and a superior product it's just where we are in terms of the potential of it it's got so much further it can go and when you see decisions like this being made and ah it's just frustrating isn't it you know that's what it is what, what, what's your what's your general sentiment right now about fi as a company after something like this where yeah. it feels like fi haven't really learned from their mistakes it like you know we're being damning here but i think we're being damning for a, a good reason yeah um well, I, I went to, I was on the a trader panel last September, October, and um, I was really impressed with them. We, there, was a, there was a bunch of traders, uh, new and old, different size pools, a whole variety, and they really were listening to how to onboard new users, what we found hard when we first joined the platform. And that type of interaction is, you know, I think that's a good thing. It's what I like. So I'm not completely damning of management, but then obviously when you see something like that today, it's hard not to lose a little bit of faith in it and not see the cynical side of things and question some of the decision making. Um, especially when a lot of investors, management is one of the things that they consider before investing. And in a sense, we're all investors, aren't we? Well, I mean, yeah, and there, there gets there seems to be this sense from a lot of people that have big portfolios and ones and play and um, traders that have small portfolios that we're not taken seriously enough do, do you get that sense yeah and I, I do a bit and and there's certain mixed messages the adam cole q a which maybe we can slide into while i'm hot on it as well he says we don't want to well he didn't address the seven percent media number one 
And secondly, he spoke about um, probably no media changes until the summer. I don't know if I'm putting words in his mouth. I might try and bring the tweet up mm-hmm. because he doesn't like to change things mid-season. I mean, are you kidding me? We had the Harland name change. We, we, we're <laughs> herded around like sheep all the time by the wolf dog that is Adam Carl. That's how I feel at times. Like, I want to trade football. I want to analyse career arcs. I want to value players. Sometimes I feel like I'm trading announcements. And that's just what mm. leaves me feeling a little bit like... Mm. But, again... And, and then that's the, the... How do you entice a, a big fish or even someone who loves football and only has a little bit of money to, to come on to this thing if that's kind of how the, the way it is at the moment? Well, the cynical point... Of, maybe they don't want smart money. Um, but... You know, I'm sure they do, but I don't know. It's uh, it's frustrating, you know, because, uh, you know, you buy Neymar. Okay, then they introduce Euro qualifiers and um, reduce treble media days. Okay, so Neymar maybe lose a bit of media appeal. Um, and then they open up the squad. Well, we were sort of anticipated that. Um, but there's moving goalposts, it feels like. So you've got to keep on your toes and you're moving money around from asset class to asset class, trying to kind of keep, stay one step ahead. Um, and, and speaking that, of which, we saw mm, the positional changes today, didn't oh, we? Oh, th- I'm fed up with these. <laughs> I don't mean. What, what do you did think? You know, do, do, do you know what? When they came out with that waterfall thing, yeah, I actually read it and I was like, I kind of don't get it right now, but I want to see it in effect yeah. and how it works. And I actually liked the way that they communicated it. But then, like, I I don't understand. Is it is it now when a player moves club? Like, I what's I the what is the waterfall? I just. I, yeah, I mean, Suso's gone to Sevilla, right? Sevilla. Sevilla, yeah. right, okay. So, 4-3-3 system? Yeah. I mean, he's going to play a wing forward. I don't... So, but yeah, he's been changed to a midfielder today. And I... But I, I don't even... I don't really care about that, right? No. I, I mean, I mean look, I'm, I'm not offending you in that, set, no, in no, that no, sentence. No, 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 that's fine. I am basically like, why... Is he a midfielder or why is he a forward and why has he moved to become a midfielder? Mm. Like, we, yeah. th- there is the there is the root problem here, which isn't oh he's going to go play up front or he's going to go play in midfield. It's like what decision making was done there yeah. Yeah. to make him a midfielder, regardless of where he's going to play. Right? What is him as a player? What do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get it. I want to have some structure. And some accountability, because the Opta guys don't seem to really care that much, or they don't seem. Well, why? To... Why should they? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why should they? It's not their product. They're the they're the third. Look, they are literally the data provider, mm-hmm. right? There is if if FI needs to squeeze more out of Opta, then that is still FI's accountability. Do you know what I mean? If FI needs to have a system in place where they're notified like a week earlier where it's going to happen or FI can block these changes, then that is on FI. It's it's t- total accountability. You've got changes being pushed down the track by Opta because I think that's where the decision is triggered. So SUSO changes. It, then the, that piece of data passes through and interfaces, I guess, with the Football Index technology and platform. And then we see the change. There has to be a control or a process design carried out by consultants or by the guys there, I would think, where they can they can collect the feed of changes before it goes to their platform and own the changes and perhaps do it twice a year, perhaps do it once a year. I mean, I'm someone, as probably people know, I like to buy a lot of futures in, a, I guess, a, a hand, not a handful of players, but 20 to 30 players. But... It's risky because 
these position changes can just crop up and it hurts. And, you know, I've owned Rashica for a long time and he plays up front as far as I can see. But he doesn't change. There's, there's so many. It's not just Rashica. There's many players out there that feel odd to me. Like Pulisic at Chelsea. And, yeah, I, I just want accountability and a clear structure. So I understand the rules and understand my bet. Because people today that own Suso, their bet's been dramatically changed. And I don't see transparency as to the decision making but because you know as to why it changed i haven't got suso but i'm just frustrated for the traders that have and the platform as a whole because i want 99 percent of the traders to make money yeah I- i'm gonna conclude with this kind of mm. uh, statement or slight run yeah, yeah. Um, with fi if they really want this to become a global multi-billion pound or euro or dollar whatever it becomes in the end market cap and market with millions of traders where the platform is intuitive and the product makes sense then this is the year where really we need to see big transformation but uh, let me just jump in do you this is the problem though i think some traders are seeing them as a new company and a startup some are seeing them as a a mature company not in this day and age not in this day and age when you're a digitally native company Mm. you cannot afford to move that slowly you can't it you get eaten up it's it's just the fact look i i work in financial services more specifically like financial technology companies and you see it like a a a digital bank starts a new hot flashy one comes and they just get eaten alive because their tech is better the people are better they're quicker and fi i think there seems to be some complaints complacency coming in and by the kind of react and this isn't speaking me personally there seems to be from the reaction that i've spoken to traders they feel like fi are getting more complacent and two they feel like they're being slightly taken advantage of just and they feel that just because they're making money on fi it's okay for all these things to be slightly run down or the nuts and bolts of it not to be uh they they can be loose but if fi like this needs to be the year where they really mature they're going from a four-year company to a five-year company they've got the nasdaq integrations come there needs to be wholesale changes this year for this platform to scale and become uh, and, and achieve the potential that it could have i'm hugely confident with the nasdaq piece aren't you or oh, like, yeah. like yeah. For, for me the fact that they're holding hands and working on the ipo new system and the order books i have like the utmost confidence that that's going to be fairly smooth but yeah the positional changes and the ipo situation as of today it's been going on too long as far as i'm concerned but anyway what about the q a quickly before we completely move on anything that stood out to you on that q a um i i mean the territory stuff the uh, inability to tell us if it was pulled or not yeah, or inability to tell that. us if it um if if there actually would be new territories and where they would be i just i don't really understand the impact so the, the way i viewed it is the impact of adam coming out and tweeting hey everyone here's a letter addressing uh new territories because we see loads of rumors coming around and if it could if it confidently said um these are where we're launching soon that would have been amazing the impact there would have been amazing but by just kind of skirting and saying might happen might not the uncertainty just bubbles and the layers of uncertainty keep building when you have like oh well order books that was clearly the thing that they wanted to push and it makes sense but it was still it might not come until next season so i really do think that 
for them in terms of communicate communicating when there's absolute certainty will have more impact for everyone and on the platform i just i, I mean i mean the other thing was kind of the the fca side of stuff like what did you think of that i mean i, I mentioned the other pod that, that goes out this sunday that i can only think of it as you know funds that people buy into or institutional mm, money I, like what, what 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 could they want to do that for yeah i'm not actually sure there you're probably the better person to answer that I, I don't know, but it, I mean, it seemed interesting. It, it, it's it popped out to me. It I t- popped out. I see the other thing that jumped out to me when we spoke about other territories. I, I'm hoping it wasn't foreshadowing, but I think Germany was discussed as look, we may go for a separate, separate, separately pooled money and a different mm. platform. I just um, don't think that's worth it. Well, it's worth it for FI, but it hurts. Is it, it, well, if they can run us, um, if they can run the equivalent in Germany, then they're going to okay. Collect you're you're, you're the. I'm an original investor. I'm going to be hurt, though, aren't I? No, but you're... Okay, let's imagine you're the Mm. CEO, right? And you clearly have tech issues. You clearly have scaling issues. You clearly have... He admitted it in the the Q&A that they don't have the resource, the people. They're understaffed. Would you take the decision to create a completely new platform, spin out the exact same thing in Germany, that requires another set of tech people to look at it independently another cup, uh, set of customer service people that need to speak german and english another set of that and another set of this to keep that moving well probably not but that's a leading question i mean but i guess that's where we are today if, <laughs> if 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 they had that in place and they wanted to do germany i'm just arguing that i guess from fi's perspective if they could get that going then i can see the benefit from their point of view it's a money maker but i was just a bit upset as an original investor because we won't really see the benefits of that will we if it's it's, no. it's ring fenced money and only operates i over I, I can't i can't but see it being worth their time um, if it's not pulled no. um anyway no, no but, mention no mention of the seven percent either while i'm while, yeah, I'm, while yeah. I'm in a moaning mood but yeah, we, we, we don't know about that do quite we? quite disappointing yeah well yeah. no mention of like really um mb being looked at properly or seeming like it was on their list of priorities no no which was very upsetting to be honest but then it's going to be august isn't it i guess we i guess we know the structure until august now so we play the game that's in front of us Mm -hmm. unless it's it's changed between now and then which which could be that's that's the double-edged sword right if you say that everyone everything's set until the new season even if you change something for the better say it's global mb say it's um uh positional yeah. changes then people are kind of like well you know i bought this player and thinking that there's not going to be any change. oh do you know what i mean like it just mm. it just becomes even more convoluted there's a lot with media isn't there are you someone that wants them to fix it all at the same time or uh, have... I, I don't think I don't think they have the, the capabilities no, 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 to do no, no, that. No. I think that they I think that they need to one one step at a time. So I'd probably first thing I'd do is fix the the names and I'd fix the source um uh attribution and then my second step would be uh global media sources and making sure that first and second names are picked up, whatever, whoever they're talked about in the article, they get attributed points. And actually, the step before that as well, so the, the first step I mentioned would be the names and... Um, uh, what was the other one? What was the other one? Names and... Sources. And... Uh, so, but, but also the sentiment scoring. Oh, yeah, like the, the algorithm, the scoring. That has piece. to be fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has yeah, to be fixed. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a lot to do. There's, it's a big piece of work. It's not. It's not an overnight job. But at least like having some sort of clarity on what direction that's moving would have been good. Yeah, I, I, I left the Q and A session originally very happy because I felt quite fluffed up and quite pleased. And then it was one of those a few hours later. It kind of sunk in. I'm like, what did I learn? 
what that I didn't know because I think I tweeted pre-Christmas about all the exciting things coming up, like some bullet points, and really it, it was just a repeat of that. But obviously, seeing the order books on the screens, I guess that was the big thing. So yeah, well done on that. Um, so we we await and watch. Um, any transfer holds before? I guess we have to. Wrap well, up. I, you got I, any left in your portfolio? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. I was going to ask you to, to kind of uh, um. <laughs> leave us on a, leave us on a positive note after that in terms of your future feeling of FI before we talk oh, other things. Oh, right, right. Um, well, no, hugely. Po- well, yeah, I'm hugely positive still because this is the product that is so superior to what else is out there, and I don't see where where it's replicated. You know, I'm not going to go into sports stack and footstock um, or bet three six, but. This is the this is the game changing product, but it has to be tightened um, quite a bit this year for me. Mm, um, but yeah. I'm still I'm still very 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 optimistic, and it's certainly not yeah. bad. And oh, you're right. The transfer dividend, by the way, just quickly. Oh, yeah. The timing of that was just bizarre to me. Seventeen days into January, but I've played it quite nicely the last thirteen days, and <laughs> I quite enjoy it. And you know, I'm probably going to be hated across the community, but. You know, I wouldn't mind it if they kept it for the summer. I think it adds another element to the game. But maybe it's that's all about I'm... the communications there, doesn't it? Uh, it? Yeah, it just hit me out of nowhere that did. And it's quite confusing. Mm. Mm. Right. Transfer season, speaking of which, yeah. um, what, what have you? What have been some interesting... Because we, we said before we recorded mm. that we wanted to do part, you know, um, announce, announcement stuff and, and the IPO stuff, but yeah. also let's dig into kind of some content that isn't done in the football community as much and in terms of talking about how footballing things can affect fi and looking at football in those kind of roast not rose tinted but like fi tinted glasses so to speak that's what i enjoy and that's what i want to do rather than just announcements so i mean i've been really following closely the inter situation under conte with um ericsson moving in there so there's a there's a good article by Carlo Garganese, which people just before you get in it, did you Go see on. that brilliant? Did you see that brilliant tweet? The um, his first free kick for Inter, oh, whatever it was. He just doesn't beat the first man. People think he's <laughs> going to go in there and hold free kicks down and set pieces, don't they, for the foreseeable? Yeah, Spurs fans don't <laughs> like him, do they? No, no. I mean, actually, it's a bit of a split. I think if it's, he's a bit of a an Urzel. Like I know a lot of Spurs fans, being someone who lives in North London, who who absolutely abhor him. They were so glad to get any money for him and see the back of him. And some were like, he's a he's a quality player and he's actually made it move up there. Fair play to him. Um, but I mean, I think I threw out some stats the other day about him just being one of the worst corner and set piece takers in in the Premier League. So it'd be, it'd be interesting. Maybe there's that kind of mirage that he's still like a, a really good set piece taker and he, and, he, and he maybe still takes them, but who knows? Yeah, I think there is. Oh, on another random note, this is really super random, but seeing as you jumped off on a slight tangent there, Antonio Conte and his hair. It's wonderful, isn't it? The reason I bring it up is I went to have a chat this week about having a, a hair transplant. I'm not... Yeah, <laughs> you've seen me. Yeah, yeah. I just went to, uh, I went down to West London, just had a little uh, casual meeting in there. And ultimately, because some of my friends have been disappearing off to Turkey, coming back with full mops of hair. Yeah, because Istanbul is the district where you get your veneers done and your hair transplants really cheap. They do it all uh, like a package holiday. You come back a new man. Um, but it's dangerous to go out there. I wouldn't advise it because they over-harvest the back of your head. So they take too many donors from it. And that's when it, it, it and, oh, you end up having a real patchy back of you know back of your head but anyway people look at Conte Google Google photos of Conte from 95 through or Conte hair transplant he was literally bald wasn't he and then he's got now 
like ravishing locks. But the thing is, what people, he had three donors. He had the most magnificent harvest area at the back of his head, which just kept growing back. So they could just keep repeat transplanting until he got it right. Whereas I was sadly told my harvest area wasn't great. So there's been, there'll be no transplant for me. <laughs> anyway. Well, well, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving, yeah, moving on. Uh, so Speaking yeah. Transplant, did you ever see David Silver's one? Uh, you must have seen that one because uh, yeah, that is it that is. Ju- the... It doesn't jump out to me. Let me quickly Google it. The best one out there, I think. David Silver head. Look, this is one second. Has he got full? Yeah, because it... oh yeah, of course, yeah. Wow, that's thick, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's what I don't understand why they couldn't help me. I'm not even that bad. I only went for a casual chat. Um, but back to Carlo Garganese. Uh, the article, I'm just, I'm a big fan of Stefano Sensi. So I'm just interested how Inter slot these midfielders in. Barella and Brozovic and Sensi and Eriksson, especially if they want to persist with two up top with Lotaro and Lukaku. Um, but I had a look at some statistics in Serie A and Inter are ninth with possession at 52%. And Cagliari um, had 60% possession, I think, versus Inter last weekend. And then I look back to when they played Udinese and they had 64% possession and a lot of shots on target. And that was a, a 3-4-2-1 with Sensi and Politano, I think, in behind Lukaku. So I'm just wondering if we'll see Ericsson and Sensi playing behind one striker and if ultimately this is foreshadowing Lataro uh, leaving this summer. That's, that's, that's the thing that interests me because I think Sensi is a damn good price at the moment. But that's with the caveat, obviously. Um, He's not shoved onto the sidelines, which I don't think he will be because everything I've read that is that Conte loves him. Mm. I, I guess the the easy thing for Conte is that he doesn't have Lautaro for the next three games. Has he? Was it two games? He got two, he got straight, two, two, two more games. Oh, so I guess yeah. we'll see. I, I kind of see um, Ericsson maybe playing a bit deeper than that. What alongside um, Brozovic? Potentially. I don't know why. Mm. I just yeah. I, I get I get the feeling that I've I've seen. I remember there was the. Juventus away leg uh, a, f- a couple seasons ago in the Champions League where I remember watching him play deep for uh, for Spurs in the second half and he was absolutely phenomenal. Like mm. I I do think he's obviously very good technically and he's, he's a good player. Mm. Um, I think for some reason I just I've just got a gut feeling that he might play a bit deeper. I don't know why. Mm. I don't, where did he where did he line up the other day? I actually didn't even see last night. I saw the set piece, but I didn't see. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> That's all anyone saw. Yeah, to, to, doing the rounds on social media, but I didn't actually see. Just since he wasn't even in the squad, was he last night? Uh, um, but, who did they play? Uh, I'll have to look that up now. Uh, I haven't got around to Fiorentina. Oh yes, but I'm just trying to bring up the team. Uh, or you can uh, you can let me know. And then and then Ericsson came on for Sanchez, who played in behind oh, that the two. Was, I did see. Yeah, Sanchez. So they played a three four one two, and he played in behind the two. So may, yeah, maybe you're right. But then there's the the rumours of Vecino maybe leaving. So it's uh, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm hovering over Sensi day in day out, like contemplating buying at that price. It just feels very cheap to me. Such a talented footballer, but I just want to yeah. see how this shakes out at Inter and what's going to happen. It, it's hard, isn't it, to, to judge because although you might think a player is so good, there are those variables that can just not plummet his value but really hurt it if, you know, one thing goes against him. Yeah, exactly. Which is the beauty of football, isn't it? 
It is the beauty of football index. Um, we obviously had a big transfer confirmed today. Uh, I think you've been oh, quite public about your public about your yeah. holding in uh, yeah. in the man himself, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Um, how how are you feeling about him? I'm feeling optimistic. I think the timeline seems to half of the timeline seems to peg him as the next Kevin De Bruyne, half mm-hmm. as the next Cleverson. I think ultimately <laughs> the truth ultimately the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Um, I like his game. I think he'll add creativity to United. Um, I've seen some people talk about Maguire and Wan-Bissaka when they went to United last summer. And obviously the price dwindled off because they couldn't maintain the media coverage. I do think with the, the kind of shoot on sight and the high risk passing and his style of play, getting around the pitch, mobility, he's dynamic. Uh, that's the word I'd use for him. I think a lot he can of people capture have headlines. About him, a lot of people have talked about him off the pitch as well being a bit of a, a bit of a douche yeah yeah and quite outspoken so i think mm. there's ingredients there which make me optimistic but it's a case of all lies well look, i'm not going to react to the wolves game i know traders will and there might be you know if he hits the post from 30 yards he's probably going to fly up if he has a bit of a stinker he's probably going to drop that's that's the world we live in right but um i want to see how the next month plays out and kind of take things from there but i'm i'm fairly comfortable at this price to hold him Especially with the dividends, you know, at the moment, like I think I'm collecting the 10p today and the 5p, you know, the trackers, the 10p track, it got confirmed in the medical. Um, and I think he'll win it. I think there's a lot of treble days, you know, in January. So, um, but there is a risk for people, you know, he could drop significantly because there probably is a lot of money in him, which are waiting to see how he looks on the pitch and January signings, you know, they take time, don't they, to settle. It's probably mm. harsh to expect him to hit the ground running. Let, let me let me try and try and take the bears bears outlook, and it, obviously that's quite ironic considering your name is Panda. But yeah, yeah. Um, don't be too harsh y- on him. United. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah, no, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. The debate, the, the Panda fig debate. Oh, um, yeah. I, I do, I do think that United are in like a bit of a precarious position as a team. Um, they they don't really have the 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 best foundations, um, and I'm not sure. Um, him coming in, he he feels a bit like he'd prefer coming into a team where it would be it was it'd be running smoothly. Although I say that, and Sporting have gone through a very disastrous kind of eighteen months, haven't they, on and off the pitch? And he's kind of performed throughout that. So maybe I'm kind of countering my own point there. Mm, mm, mm. There's yeah, I guess the United style isn't tailored. Also, also next two fixtures. Yeah, go on. Wolves at home, Chelsea away. Yeah, but Chelsea have not been particularly good at Stamford Bridge recently, have they? Uh, I mean, would you, as a holder, rather him play against Watford at home and then... Uh... You know, it's interesting. I don't think so, because I think <laughs> really? I'm, almost, I'm almost going into it with house money. Well, I am, psychologically, because I'm thinking, well, Chelsea away, it's a tough fixture. How much can we expect from him when they're not going to have a lot of possession? Whereas, actually, if it's the... They've actually, they've actually got some tough fixtures all the way up until mid-March. I'm just looking now. Oh, Should I read them to you? Yeah, no, don't. Sorry. I'm going to just log in, just have a look at <laughs> I start listing. <laughs> uh, so after Chelsea away at Bridge, yeah, Br- Club Bruges away, Watford yeah. at home, which is a bit of a gimme, but then you know you never know. Then yeah. Bruges again, then Everton away, then the FA Cup fifth round, then City at home, then Spurs away. So that's up until mid March. I mean, I'll, I'll spin it another way though: a game-winning goal in that, or a goal. <laughs> Look at the headlines. If they beat, if they get a scalp, one of those games. Okay, yeah, no, I see that. I see that. No, I think I think the price, yeah, it's, I'm I'm positive for it, but I can take on board 
the other <laughs> side of it. But um, no, I'm optimistic. Well, well, let me ask you this question: What price do you think he could get to? <sighs> this is so interesting. I mean, intrinsic value-wise, if you base it on returns uh, per year, I think he's got six pound potential in him. We haven't really had a big signing. Uh, since Morata, I don't think, 60 million striker to the champions. So this is a big signing coming into the Premier League and a lot of money. So I think the media attention will will kind of remain on him. So I, th- I think £6 is, is reasonable. My only question against that is Rashford being there, who is already pretty good at PB and MB. So, what about, what about um, Pogba? Well, I think he's off. But then again, I kind of sensed it maybe last summer. Um yeah, we'll see how this plays out and whether they, he signs a new contract. Do you think he's going this? Oh, it's boring, isn't it? Everyone, I, everyone's done that to death, haven't they? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It looks like he's not really keen on staying, doesn't it? I think he's going to come back to tune up his fitness for the Euros and then the leverage is with Raiola and Pogba because he's yeah. obviously got two years left. Oh, yeah. And United yeah, yeah, yeah. are in a very, very difficult position then. They've, they've, I think they've got to they've got to get rid. Um, I mean, a lot of people talk about him being a, a toxic influence and whilst I don't agree with that as kind of him as a person and a player I don't think he's like that I think if you've got a guy that doesn't want to be there it's kind of a non um it's a it's a subconscious toxicity isn't it but and and, and sometimes it's just maybe not even toxic vibes he's given off but he's just got quite a stranglehold over the youth there was a Randy Moss played for the Patriots and very nice guy in the locker room and it wasn't toxic but the coach didn't like it because he had the ear of a lot of players. So, yeah, it was hard to kind of break up that uh, that strength. Player power. Yeah, yeah. And Pogba's got that, no doubt. So, even and, I, and I think I think from an FI perspective as well, but even if that happened, like, is there going to be enough MB momentum to make Pogba's price fly like it that's the thing about the the kind of mb fiasco at the moment like it exactly it could it could have a hindrance on the likes of you know you just mentioned bruno pogba and um and rashford like it could actually stunt their growth to some extent if it yeah. doesn't get sorted out but then you know to counter that point panda there, there are people buying bappe and um harland etc right now stockpiling for when eventually we see this kind of global media yeah thing i think i think so, well i don't like the idea that it's eden, a mix, isn't eden it? hazard left the premier league and kind of died because he's not getting any media anymore. and he and he upgraded right he, he went to a better team exactly he upgraded his media profile globally i feel and he hasn't seen any media returns and I don't think that's good for the platform. I mean, since they opened the squad up, I think 97%. I think check out uh, Football Index Buzz's tweets. I think the data's there. It's become a bit of a, a monopoly on the Premier League. And I, and I don't, th- you know, even though we live in the UK, we love the Premier League. I think we're sophisticated enough fans that we want Rodrigo winning media with a Champions League debut hat-trick. Or we want Hazard winning for Real Madrid, you know, who are a massive club. Um, yeah. So that's probably for well. If we ever do another show, I mean, I've we got talked about on the, media. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it on the, the three hour pod. I mean, I apologise for that, by the way. Uh, with oh, Sam and, I, uh, I still haven't got. I still haven't got through that. Oh, Panda! <laughs> Come on, it's only three hours now. I'm joking. I, I understand. I, I think a few people have messaged me in the last couple of days, being like, "Just finished it. Just finished it. it took me Sunday to Wednesday. Fair play." Um, but one of the things we talked about was like undisputably. The other day or the other week, it was it was like Haaland was the talking point of the world of football, and he mm. got like eighty media points or something yeah, like the next not, day it's, after it's, scoring it's, that brace. It's just it's know. nonsense, isn't it? And look, love or hate Neymar, but I think he's the most tweeted about athlete. Um, and so for him to hardly pick up media, it just yeah. But 
even put Neymar to one side, like the Rodrigo hat-trick, the, the Haaland debut, as you say, there's plenty of dominant European storylines with players. Well, we, talk, we, talk, we talk about young players becoming bubbly, right? Yeah. But that's kind of a little bit on FI to some extent with, with, the, with the lack of kind of intrinsic value being attributed to real-life actions on the pitch. Um, and, and, and I think that that is, you know, you see Harlem 550, you know, to some people, they're like, wow, that's a bargain. Some people are like, what the hell is that price? And, you know, the reality of it is if he was actually reflected the kind of on the pitch actions, both in, you know, you could argue the PB matrix, whatever. We're not going to talk about that. That's maybe for another day. The MB matrix same with, you know, Mason Greenwood and, and all these other but, guys. But, but like, the traders know the rules. I mean, they know Harlan's yeah, not going to sure. pick up media at Dortmund. So if you want to hold him at £5.50, you're gambling on global media in the future. Yeah, you? yeah. I mean, but so are people with Mbappe, I guess, and so are people with... Exactly, player, player, so exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's a gambling platform. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, on, that, um, on that note, I think I've got a dash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do, do you want to add anything before you, before you leave us? Um, no, I've, uh, no, an impromptu appearance, which I enjoyed and sorry for the negativity at the start. Um, yeah. but I think it was, I think it was fair because we're very forgiven as a community, but I think today was a bit of a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. see what tomorrow to, to, brings with the announcement. To, to put it bluntly and to, to conclude, I don't think it went very well, but yeah, let, let us know if you, th- what you think, if, if you really enjoyed this and you kind of enjoyed this, uh, ad hoc format and this kind of, uh, you know, talking about the, what's going on, then talking a little bit about football and what's going on and, and how that affects FI. And then, you know, that little fig panda debate, the Bruno Fernandes one, um, give us some feedback. Yeah. Then I'm about to get a weekly paycheck out of fig. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, be positive maybe, out there. I, maybe I can, uh, maybe I can convince him to do this every Thursday and, uh, pay for his hair transplant um <laughs> let's, let's see if that happens so yeah i'd love that at, yeah. at us dm us give us some feedback let us know what you think and uh, if you enjoyed it a lot and you uh can convince the big man to uh, do this weekly then it might be it might not be the last time you hear him but thanks very much everyone if you are uh, commuting right now have a great commute if you're not commuting working from home or just not doing anything uh have a great day anyway and thank you very much for listening cheers <laughs>